Hey everyone, this is Indie Mixtape, where we give you a monthly playlist of indie games. I'm your host, Monty, here joined by my precious co-host, Caitlin. Hello, I'm Caitlin. All right, I'm really excited, excited, excited. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was reading, I was we reading a message. so far. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at the good day. <laughs> I'm like trying to balance two things. I'm like reading a message from my brother because he said sharded. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to stay excited, and now I'm thinking of that we got excited. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited to start this. Uh, Caitlin came up with the idea a couple weeks ago, and I'm very thankful for them for letting me kind of drive this one we'll see how this goes but yeah thank you so much caitlin yeah of course i think there's no one else i would want to do this with and it's time you start driving driving some of your own ships i don't know (laughs) can't drive in real life because i'm gay so we'll see what goes on (laughs) wait can you not drive (laughs) (laughs) i can drive to the supermarket which is like two minutes away from my mom's house when i go visit other than that, I will not touch a car. <sighs> also, oh, East Coast East Coast transportation is, like, really good. Especially in Boston, having a car. A car spot will cost about the same amount as, like, a month and a half of gas here. So, it, it's just for a spot. That doesn't add on to, like, the insurance and, like, the car itself. Um, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I just have to, like, fight the fight the train every day. And see what goes on there. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm moving soon, so I'll definitely have to learn how to actually properly drive. So we'll see about that. I will keep everyone updated via Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, we kind of wanted to give a voice for these indie games that have been coming out. Because I personally don't play a lot of big AAA games. I really focus with indie games and it kinda it kinda stinks when I talk to people and they just think they're like small baby games because they're not real games. You are a small baby though, to be clear. True, I do love Kirby and he's also a small baby. <laughs> Two small babies. Um <laughs> Yeah, well and I just remembered when you and I were like first talking, like I don't even know. It's been a fucking minute. Um, we, I remember you asked me if I had any like recs for indie game podcasts and I was like, not really. Like no one really does that. And then, you know, flash forward to like a couple weeks ago and I was like, we should do that. <laughs> Why not us? Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, it doesn't make sense that we wouldn't. Oh no. I remember that conversation because you pointed me like kind of like the waypoint that was like more of a podcast that I would really like and I do and wow it's been so long wow yeah I don't even know how long it's been it's been a minute but (laughs) yeah definitely um and two like I feel bad because I used to do the games you might have missed article like there was one point when I was unemployed last year where I was doing that shit every week and that was bananas um I do not have the bandwidth to do that anymore um and like that's gonna come back soonish but like it's just not gonna be the way that it was because i just don't have the time 
but I wanted there to be a way still that we are like officially brandedly covering indie games. And so I feel like this was a good way too, especially because I know a lot of people struggle with indie games as far as like curation. And so in this way, like as long as you like us and trust our tastes, like it's curated for you. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I could say we have pretty good tasting games. I know before, like we definitely have like negating tastes, like like Florence, for example. I was a big baby about it. Um, <laughs> but like, I no. didn't say that for the record. <laughs> I did not say you that. did it. You did it. But I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm declaring it now that I am a big baby, and anything will make me cry. Um, but but yeah, no, I'm really really excited, and I hope that people take a chance to kind of listen to us and play these games because there's just so many indie games out there it's kind of incredible and these studios are really amazing and the people who who build these up are also really cool i'm very i'm just i'm so happy that this is going on i'm really happy about this podcast yeah i'm super excited so just disclaimer we're not gonna be able to cover everything we're gonna miss stuff we're gonna have blind spots if you have suggestions you can uh shoot them to us via twitter or uh our email which i'll tell you later um so you don't forget it um but yeah don't basically don't add us unless you have actual valid criticism yeah yeah i've I've been having a pretty crazy month so if you want to fight me i'm ready uh (laughs) Um, oh boy, but yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait to see where this goes and see other games that I find out with, because I'm I'm 100% sure that, like, you have games that I've never heard about, and hopefully I get to play them and also love them just as much as you do. Um, yeah, and ditto. Um, do you want to get into, too, like, what we're defining as indie games while we're kind of giving people the DL and what's up with the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. So, I wanted to just let everyone know that we are going to definitely talk about indie games that have either a publisher or most like a developer that is smaller scale and indie. I know some publishers like to help little small studios like Sony and Square Enix and Santa Monica. So, I just wanted to give that out because I don't want anyone coming at me like, well, this isn't really indie. And it's just like, it's from a small studio. Small studio yeah. made this game. Please, please give yeah, them a I shot mean, either way. Indie is like such a fucking useless term, basically, anymore. Um, So I think, at least for me, it's going to be mostly games from like small studios that like people probably haven't heard about Um, with like probably notable exceptions, depending on like what the what the hot goss is. Um. But yeah, like if someone has a publisher or whatever, like I don't know, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not gonna call like a bluff on it, especially because I think we're gonna cover enough of a variety of games that like eh. But and that might change as we go on and we kind of talk about things and make decisions. But yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, that was just a big notice. Definitely, that's good to to kind of talk about it now than later. Yeah, figure give people a vibe. It's probably, I mean, like, if people have seen me tweet ever, too, they'll probably know kind of the shit that I'm going to be coming at them with anyway. Um, Mm. (laughs) I have a a taste that's on brand, generally. Um. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Tell it to the people that don't know. 
it's usually fucking gay ass visual novels um <clears throat> which that hasn't changed at all um but there's a mix i have some i have mixed things in mine today kind of ish <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i see you definitely do um i have to branch out a little bit now because i know i play a lot of like cute games and i need to i need to fix that i've been playing uh yakuza oh yeah but... i want to play this is not related but I was listening to Waypoint Radio today and they were talking about the new game that came out from the Yakuza devs called Judgment. And I'm like, very about that. I think I'm going to get it. That sounds really... Yeah, like I've, I've saw stuff about it. it looked- so shout out to the Yakuza devs. They remade a, an old game and they took out a lot of like the transphobic shit that was in there. And I'm very proud of them for doing that because we don't want to keep pointing out a dangerous view on trans people that's really good hell yeah and it also helps with the whole that's just part of their culture bullshit no No, we don't want to keep implementing dangerous views on trans people when their lives are already in danger um shade at fucking twitter guy i know he will probably listen to this but yeah anyway let's dive into also shade at fucking (laughs) atlas fuck you for all your I'm gonna not keep from being heated. This is a, this is a happy podcast. But <laughs> this is a happy podcast. Um, <laughs> for the most part. I reserve the right to be angry. But <laughs> Um, so yeah, Kaylin, take it away with in uh window box. Yeah, so I think what we're gonna do uh going forward is uh we're Monty and I are both gonna play a game and then we're gonna talk about it at the beginning of the show. And then we're going to get into our individual picks for the show. And we mm-hmm. might switch it around. It'll be kind of up to Monty's discretion and, like, you know, feedback if y'all like it or whatever. Um, Giving me too much power. It's your show. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I know. I know we both agreed on this game called Window Box. Um, I've wish i had the info pulled up on me uh caitlin do you remember the publisher for that one uh it's sundew studios yeah that one i'm very excited to dive in i played a few of it i didn't have much time last week but definitely we should definitely go into it um next next time and see what it's about but i know you've played more about it can you tell me more about like what's been going on in the gameplay that you've been doing yeah, so let me pull up, I'm going to pull up the game page real quick, mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, give you and the um, the listening public the kind of pitch. So, uh, the direction, uh, I almost said the direction, <laughs> the description is as follows. The Window Box is a surreal, dark comedy visual novel about a group of friends trapped in a house during a freak storm. Wander from room to room as a fly on the wall while helping the women confront the conflict in their lives. For what is a house but a box with windows? Um, so, you... The player's role in this game is extremely interesting, and I'm kind of... I'm very excited to, like, finish the game and see what it ends up being, because the whole intro to the game is assumedly the main character Elsa talking to you and you answer a series of questions 
Um, and that then frames, like, she tells you, like, oh, I have friends coming over, so we'll have to finish this conversation later. And then it shows Elsa, so I assume it's her that was talking to you, but you don't actually know for sure. Um, and it is the framing of, like, oh, they were friends, like, in college or whatever, and now they're, um, all kind of off doing their own thing. So Elsa is this very, like, kind of flighty blonde woman who gives off kind of, like, old Hollywood, like, sad housewife vibes, kind of. And then, um, she's first joined by her friend Sophie, who's, like, this hardcore businesswoman who is now pregnant and is, like, kind of freaking out about, like, what's that gonna mean for her career? And then her other friend Paige is, um, a lesbian, uh, fashion designer who's clearly got, like, pretty bad anxiety. Um, and then they're also joined by their friend Margot, who is another businesswoman who's trying to, like, get ahead into leadership roles, um, and is struggling with that. And then to their other friend, Finley, who's, I don't know what she does, they haven't actually said what her job is, but she just, like, travels all the time, and she's also Paige's ex, um, so that's awkward. Um, and they're supposed to go to lunch, but then they get trapped in this house because of the storm and so then you go into like um there's different moments where like people will leave the room and two characters are stuck alone together and they have to talk and there's like really clever like frames around those conversations where like when it's sophie and Paige stuck in a room together Mm -hmm. they have like a slot machine basically of like the small talk slot machine and like you click the lever to pull it and it brings up like reminiscing or um i don't even remember like getting up to date or whatever and it's it's really cute oh my god i love it that's actually what goes through my brain when i'm like in the kitchen at work i'm just like fuck what do i talk about (laughs) yeah it's cool and then there's like a conversation between margo and sophie later and since they're both like businessy it's like a meeting agenda and it's very funny and cute like it goes through their different like like, their quote-unquote presentations and then like it checks off all these boxes and stuff it's very good. And then, like, when everybody kind of, once you, once you realize that you're trapped in the house, everybody kind of goes off to do their own things. So then you click through the different rooms of the house to, like, where each of them are. And um, there's different, like, puzzles, basically, in there that you have to solve. And I can't tell if the puzzles aren't great or if I'm just bad at puzzles. Because it really could be either. But some of them are kind of tricky. And also I'm running into, like, a lit... I think I I found a glitch in the game, which is unfortunate, and I'm hoping that, like, after I've reset it, it'll be fine. Um, If not, I'm probably going to hit up the dev and be like, hey, mm. could you help me with this? Please fix this. Because <laughs> I really want to finish your game, because I really like your game, and I want to see how it ends. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's... There's a lot of, like, magical realism in it, too, which I think is cool, and I won't get into, like, details of it, but, like, some wild shit happens, and it's very good. I can't wait to play it and for us to go in on the next episode about it, because even from, like, the few minutes that I was able to kind of dig in and play, I really like the music, and I really like the art. The art is really, like, whimsical and, like, nice. It's yeah, It's really fun to look at. Yeah, and the all the art is super cool too because the the models all kind of look like like paper dolls kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's cool because their models are like pretty static like they don't move a whole lot but their faces are super super expressive Mm -hmm. like probably the most expressive i've seen in like a visual novel honestly it's like wild oh my gosh i can't wait to dive into it i'm not sure if it's available anywhere else other than pc right i think it's only on pc i I I know it's Steam because we got Steam codes for it. I guess disclosure, we got Steam codes for it. Um, and then I believe it's on Itch too. I haven't looked yet. Um, I'll check when I actually put my review up eventually. Um, hopefully this week. We'll see. Oh my gosh, wait. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's definitely PC only. But it's also super like it's not hard to run. Like it doesn't. It's not system heavy at all. So, like I run it on my fucking laptop. So anyone can play it. That means there's no excuse for anyone this to not play it. I'm gonna kill trip definitely. Also, if it is on itch, you should buy it on itch because Steam fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Valve is bad. Steam is bad. It's a bad platform. It's fucking immoral. Generally. The only reason I use it is because devs send me Steam codes for their games. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> blue it off. Like, I'm new to the whole only because, like, I haven't heard of it until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, up until, like, I think maybe, like, the summer. And then I got really into it after, like... I think like around Christmas time when I was like trying to like get games for like some like IRL pals here, but yeah, yeah, I just I can't believe what Steam's doing. But hopefully, I get I can like move over to like another platform. I really don't want to be here anymore. I'm I'm not really connected. Like I'm not attached to like my trophies or my cards or my levels. They're not even that high anyway. If you don't care about that stuff, you should absolutely use itch because like. You get the games, and usually, and like, there's always an option to pay more for it than like what the devs are asking. So you can basically give them a tip, so then they're making more money that just goes straight to them. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more curated, and their policies are better, and they don't fucking allow like Nazi bullshit. And um, yeah, they don't have like achievements or anything, but it's just generally better. And they're good. also a ton of the games are pay what you want, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I, like, paid for that little, like, dancing simulator for, like, aggro crab. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've never, I've never done a sort of, like, a pay what you can sort of thing. And, like, the first thing was, like, four twenty, And I was like, oh, that's cute. $4.20. <laughs> and I think I said, it was, like, so cute. But, yeah, I'm I'm really happy about that system. I'm going to try to, like, buy more games on Ichio. And I think everyone should, too. Yeah, we are a pro-itch podcast. We are. We are. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to these games. I'm very, very excited to talk about my three. Um, do you want to do all three at once, or do you want to trade? Like, you do one, I do one? Yeah, let's definitely trade. I don't think it's in the running. I think it, I'm going to sidetrack so much, it's going to be, like, a four-hour podcast. I'm not ready for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my first choice of games that I've kind of been playing and kind of are in my mind. The first one is Life is Strange 2. That one was developed by Don't Not Entertainment. It was published by Square Enix. And I'm going to read off just like the descriptions that I find here. Um, only one to keep me from like 
kind of sidetracking and like trying to like oh this reminds me of but life is strange too is about two brothers sean and daniel diaz and they're forced to run away from home after a tragic incident in seattle where they live in fear of the police sean and daniel head to mexico while attempting to conceal a sudden and mysterious supernatural power and this is kind of all told within the first episode um and that's kind of like what i'm going to be talking about is just the first episode so nothing's like too too spoiled but yeah yeah you start off as playing as sean and you're the older brother to daniel and daniel is boy who's just kind of like an annoying little brother and i'm sure like everyone's kind of dealt with kind of like an annoying little brother figure and he's just really excited about halloween and he goes outside to show off his costume and i guess his costume has to do with squirting blood it squirts onto the this is fake blood by the way he's just not squirting blood out of nowhere but it squirts <laughs> onto the <laughs> this dude has just like an immense amount of blood just everywhere for some reason but uh, <laughs> but he squirts it onto his neighbor his neighbor is kind of like a sus dude and uh yeah he definitely gives me kind of like racist vibes but also washington's really white so i'm not surprised that it does but (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah something bad really really happens and they get involved with police and i don't want to spoil this part so i'm not gonna say it but something bad really happens that they have to run away from them and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, One for me, being a Latina and kind of desperately wanting that Latino representation in video games, especially because, like, like my race of people from studies is, like, the most amount of, like, the most people that play video games are Latino people. Um, And um, I'm, I'm a little sick of seeing us kind of be villain villainous and just like kind of conniving and thieving um in video games and even though we start off with like having to be refugees on this like sort of uh, not refugees is not the word but we have to kind of run away from the police the game still humanizes these two kids and that you know they they show emotion and they show fear sort of like hardship just from like the first and second episode it's it's pretty incredible so seeing that representation is really important to me and they kind of touch topics on latino culture like the nicknames there's like kind of mexican slang that caught me off guard i'm like oh they're being they're being super super smart about this like i did not expect to hear slang because a lot of you know these games in the industry they kind of just go with like what vanishes in the books and never kind of reach out to what slang is so hearing the slang made me really really happy and hearing stuff about mexico even though i'm not mexican myself but i did grow up around a lot of mexican people because my mom's friends it reminded me a lot of like the old times of just like the backyard parties and just hearing that sort of voice is really nice but yeah yeah i've been i've been really liking it I know people have kind of mixed views on Life is Strange. I know I do. I loved Life is Strange 1, but then I kind of played it for the second time, and I don't 
I definitely don't like it as much as I did when I was younger, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I know, Caitlin, you kind of agree, too. You just there's, there's some problems with that first one, definitely. Yeah, it's not good. So I've been honestly really surprised that the second one has been good. Like, when they announced Life is Strange 2, and they were like, yeah, it's going to be about, like, these two li- little, like, Latino boys, and they're going to be, like, dealing with the cops and shit. I re- I think I tweeted, I, like, quote tweeted it, and I was like, there's no way that they do this well. I was like, after, like, how they handled the queer shit in Life is Strange 1, I was like, there's no way. So I have been mm-hmm. really, like, pleasantly surprised by, like, the feedback, and I'm excited to play it once, like, all of it's out. Yeah. Because I'm a monster and I can't do episodes as well. <laughs> no, I, I fucking hate this so much. And, like, now, like, it's, it's <laughs> understood. Like, I'm not going to be, you know, that's how they make their money. I know a lot of people are upset that they can't buy, like, episode per episode, but they have to buy, like, like a season pass, uh, which is fine. I mean, in this industry, like. I want the season pass. Just give it to <laughs> me. Just let me. Just, just, just give it to me, and when you're done putting them out, I'll download all of them. I'll give you the $25. Please. Uh, Please. Don't make me wait. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, that's what I was worried, too, is, like, just, like, Latino representation and it being kind of just, like, really stereotyped and very, like, familiar from other stuff, like, what cyberpunk like they had like this sort of like latino Mm -hmm. character and i'm just like "Eh, latino characters don't talk like that to fucking white people like i would know (laughs) like it's it was really (laughs) awkward and just yeah so i'm really really happy that they're doing this well especially because they're latino americans you know they're kids that grew up in an american culture um so that Mm -hmm. mix is really awesome to see and I'm more excited to see how much more they can kind of search out this culture within them because it is a very big, important part of them because, you know, they're going to Mexico. But mm-hmm. I think once I, I catch some kind of mishaps, that's where I'm kind of worried. I just want to know whether or not they, like, insulted in Latino people to see, like, how to do this right because if so, like, credit to them. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to dig through the credits of that game and see what's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good thing there is a dog that wears a bandana so i'm always about that with the little pets uh oh yeah yeah that's that's one game that i kind of wanted to push that is out there because i know life is strange too has been really quiet with their like what do you call it like with just like the like their marketing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i forgot the word to marketing for some reason i wanted to say like with their publishing but i'm like no that's not it <laughs> but yeah they've been really quiet about it like when the trailer came out for uh captain spirit which was like the trailer for life is strange 2 um which is a cute fun little playable trailer um i didn't even know what it was about and i was just like wait this is life is strange 2 trailer what the fuck is going on i didn't even know number two was coming out at all um so yeah i was i was very surprised now i tell people that like stuff is coming out and they're just like oh wait they've made the game i'm just like yeah what the fuck yeah going it on? technically came out last year didn't it yeah yeah it's just i'm very confused because like people there's a whole big community for the first game so because people <sighs> love dead white lesbians for some fucking reason. Please love my little Latino boys. 
Please leave them live. <laughs> Just leave them alone. <laughs> it is. I I continue to be shocked by just how like well they seem to be handling it though. Considering that like yeah, their other credits are Life is Strange and then fucking Vampire, <laughs> which like <laughs> I am a Vampire fan. Like I'm about it. But yo, they do some shit in that game, and I'm like, man, this is not handled super well. This is not subtle or graceful or even like good in parts. Oh my god! But I wanna. I want to know was like the change for don't nod. I want to know who said something. I want to know the tweet that broke them. They're just like fuck. We gotta we gotta pick up the pace. What led to the fucking don't nod glow up? Please, <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> but but yeah, play the first episodes out. Second episodes out too. But you have to buy the season pass for it. So I mean, you buy the season pass, you'll get the other episodes when they come out automatically. Um, I'm not complaining about it. No one should complain about it. Just buy the season pass. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And also the game looks amazing. Just as usual. The soundtrack's fucking fire. It's everything's a bob. Uh, and yeah, they keep that creamy look. That's always fun to look at. I don't like that you described that as creamy. (laughs) Creamy. (laughs) They look creamy. You can't deny this. They look very creamy. I'm not denying it. I just don't like it. What's what's a word that you would use? Soft. They look soft. Yeah, I would say they look um like watercolor aesthetic. Like some uh-huh. some you know, they don't have like hard outlines. It's all kinda you know like soft brushes. Work fucking <laughs> creamy. <laughs> Cappuccino, cappuccino esque. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah some fucking is... latte art. That, no, oh, that's a good way to put like life is strange aesthetic as they are. God damn. Yeah. It. Well, you heard to hear All first, right. folks. Don't not hire me. Peep Monty's eventual life is strange too review. Just latte art. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that is my first game, Caitlin. What game have you been playing in? So Share. my first game is a game I finished last week. Mm-hmm. I think last week, right? That's right. Monty does more of the scheduling work than I actually do. <laughs> um, yeah, so my game is Arcade Spirits, uh, which I put out a review for last week, which I'll link in the description if you want to check that out. Um, but Arcade Spirits is a... Um, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read the description. Arcade Spirits is a romantic visual novel that follows an alternative timeline where the 1983 video game crash never happened. Oh, it says occurred. I said happened. Whatever. But it's 20XX. Yeah, they never tell you what year it is. And you've just started a new job at the Funplex Game Arcade. Who will you meet along the way? Will you find the romance you're seeking? Um, which, like, if that already doesn't sound like a Caitlin-ass game, I don't know what to tell you. Um... <laughs> But, so, the really cool thing about Arcade Spirits, there's a couple really cool things about Arcade Spirits. So, one is that right when you start it, it has a character create, which is not standard for visual novels. Normally, you don't even see your character, or, like, it's just, like, a standard preset, or you can pick between, like, you know, like, the dude character or the girl character or whatever. But this one, they let you pick your, uh, your pronouns, they let you pick your, like... I'm trying to think. I think the face is pretty standard. Like, the face and body are pretty standard. But they let you pick, like, your hair length. They let you pick the color. 
They let you pick your eye color. They let you pick, like, your skin tone, which I was actually surprised. They have, like, a pretty good variety of skin tones in there. Like, I've not seen, like, most games, even, like, big games, really struggle with, like, having skin tones that actually look realistic. Like, that's a lot of the criticism I've seen from, like, people of color mm-hmm. on, like, a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one has just, like, hella fucking variety. Like, there's gotta be at least, like, 20 or 30 different shades that you can pick between. Hell yeah. And, like... That's so good. It's good. And then you can choose your name. I already said pronouns. You can choose what color your clothes are. You always wear the same outfit, though, which I was mad at, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> And then the other cool thing is when you're doing all that, <laughs> you can actually, like... No, it's later in the game. So, basically, you get, like, a little AI in your phone. Um, and I like Iris a lot. I think she's a cool character, but she's also, like, basically the narrative reason for why you're, like, keeping stats on if people like you or not. Because she's meant to be, like, a personality test that helps you find, like, a job. She's supposed to be, like, a life coach slash assistant, basically. (laughs) But a really cool thing that you can do with her is, even though it's pitched as a romance visual novel, it doesn't have to be. Like, if you're someone who either just, like, wants to ride through the main story or you're just, like not into romance for like whatever reason um there's an option where you can just turn it off so like you don't have to worry about dating at any point and the other cool thing is once you do get to the part where you can choose to date someone you can just like decide like maybe i'm good um so that's cool and i think it makes it a lot more um like open for folks um like aromantic and all that kind of folks or folks who just don't want to do it maybe you don't want to date everybody every time i don't know your life so that part is really cool (laughs) and also the art is really really like stylish and like done well like all of the people look realistic but they're the lines are all very clean and it's a very like vibrant um kind of and they oh god i can i can speak kind of um so like all the backgrounds are really vibrant but all the characters are like each design is very distinct and like does justice to the character but isn't like over the top tropey because like some of the characters are kind of <laughs> tropey but the only one who's like really really aggressively like in on his bullshit is Teo but like he's just like an on his bullshit character so it kind of works out like he's a he he plays the dancing game and he literally his hat on the underside of the brim it just says dance in green neon letters um, which is very funny, but, um, (laughs) yeah, and, like, I think the characters are cool, too, because, like, they are kind of tropey, but, like, when you talk to them, they all have pretty, like, distinct, like, real-life stories that go with them, like, Queen Bee, for instance, is, like, the pro gamer, and she's, like, an esports star, and, like, most of her arc is her dealing with, like, how sexist and awful esports is. Yes, Um, I stand for, oh, my god, that's so good. Ugh, she's so perfect. I love her. I'm, like, in love with her. <laughs> but, and, like, every character kind of has stuff like that. Um, Like, I won't get into details on anybody else, but, like, they all have kind of stuff about, like, their gender and, like, their roles in life and, like, their culture. Um, There's a lot of di- diversity in that, too. Like, Teo is, I don't think they say where Teo is from or, like, what his background is, but he's some kind of Latino because he, like, speaks a little bit of Spanish. At yeah. different points, and also his name is like Mateo. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a funny coincidence. And uh, Queen Bee is Indian. Oh shoot, I can't remember. Is it Gavin? I have. Yeah, I have Juniper Gavin. Yeah, Gavin is black, and then 
Oh, and Naomi is like white, but her mom is Japanese. So she's like half white, half Japanese. Yeah, but so they talk about it less as her being like, well, I am Japanese and more of her being like, oh, I have this like part of my culture, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. And I think a good way of handling it because too many games try to write off like, look at this white person, <laughs> but they count because they have like, you know, whatever race or ethnicity yeah. in their background. And they never really frame it like that. It is more of like, she'll mention like, oh, like when my mom goes to see our relatives in Japan or whatever. And like, you know, it's more of just like, it's a reality of her life than like something that she uses to shield herself from criticism. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it's, um, it's also just interesting too, because it's like technically kind of like cyberpunky a little bit. And it's because they don't tell you when it is, but it's seeing any kind of video game that talks about video games and kind of is like imagining what the world would be like if the video game crash in the 80s hadn't happened is super interesting Mm -hmm. the main thing that i like about this game aside from all those good things that are like good and wholesome and should be liked is this game is on its fucking bullshit like this game (laughs) is like it's not quite riverdale levels of like off the fucking wall but there are some moments that are bananas. There are some moments where, like, after the plot beat happened, I was like, fucking excuse me? Like, what? Oh, I can't. Oh, don't tell me that, because I love, like, a garbage fire full of mess. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it kind of pulls it off in the end, but, like, there are some moments where I was like, y'all just fucking went there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, There's, like, there's... There's at least, like, two or three moments where I was like, oh, this is happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm looking at the game right now. The characters are all, like, super hot and, like, super, like, re- like, like you said, super well stylized. Like, it's really nice art. Oh, and they're all also adults. They're all also, like, established adults, which I feel weird having to say, but sometimes the genre is a little iffy on that. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before, and people love excusing it with their, well, it's fiction excuse. Or like, oh, well, they're 18. Like, nah, these people are, like, adult adults. Yeah. These people are, like, in their 20s. Bless. At least. up. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, this game looks But they're all really hot. They are. It's a, it's a, like, if I had, like, real criticisms of it, which you can, like, read in my review if you want to, um, but, like. I genuinely just, just like, had a ton of fun playing it. It's, like, the most fun I've probably had playing a video game this year. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Game's called Arcade Spirits. I might have... Oh, and it's developed by... Um, shit, I had it pulled up. It is developed by Fiction Factory, and it's published by P-Cube Limited. Oh, and I got review code for it, so disclaimer yeah wow i got it for free i have to follow these but you should i would recommend paying for it if i hadn't gotten it for free i would pay for it (laughs) i gotta follow these artists because they're so they're really good let's see it is just i think it's twenty dollars on steam yeah i know it's on itch too for sure because i've been following it on itch oh there's like all kinds of fucking bundles on here too that you can get mm, juicy but yeah it's like 20 bucks so you should uh you should buy it it's good do it up do it up oh my gosh wow visual novels yeah so definitely i'm like going backtracking with like window box it's gonna be like the first visual novel i've played in a very long time 
But this one looks so cool. And uh, wow, how do you find all these really cool visual novels? Um, I I hunt them. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my eye on Arcade Spirits for a couple months. I've had my win- eye on Window Box for like six or seven months. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Whenever I see random, like, this is, yeah, this is the look behind the curtain. All Most of the indie games that I find, especially the visual novels, I find on Twitter. And it's literally just, like, because of the people that I've already followed or, like, random artists or whatever, I'll either see them retweeted, I'll be following someone who's following it, or, like, it'll be suggested to me. Mm-hmm. Um, And so then once I see those things, I just, like, keep track of them. Um, and And then lately I've been like, Hey, y'all want to drop me a code? And they do. Or in the case of of the window box, they send me like five. So <laughs> here, just take they, them. I don't know why they gave us so many codes. <laughs> oh, boy. like we make in content, but I was like, oh, we didn't need this many. <laughs> oh man, I'll have to carry my Twitter better to more of these games. Oh, they look so good. Yeah, I'll see if I can shoot you some, uh, some wrecks. Please do. But, yeah, I just am, like, extremely on my bullshit, so. Staying on the brand. That's the real, that's the real answer to that question. It's just, I'm never not on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Yeah, you want to hit me with that next game, baby? Uh, I do, I do. I'm going to be talking about Swords of Ditto. And this is a game that I actually uh, streamed for a little bit. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so Swords of Ditto, it's kind of like a little roguelite like RPG. And it brings you on an adventure to fight an evil witch named Mormo. And... It's not a game that I, like, I had expectations of this game of, like, what it would be. I thought it was an RPG that would, like, have a continuous storyline, but I forget that, like, roguelites, like, I don't play rogues that often, um, because, one, I'm not good at them, and it, like, went over my head, like, (laughs) uh, like, Dead Cells is fucking beautiful, but I can't fucking finish that game for my life, um, same (laughs) but yeah yeah so since it's a roguelike game you you die and you start over but every time i think die mormo gains a level so it becomes a bit harder to try to defeat them and this game is really cute i don't know why i expected it to be like this adventurous kind of final fantasy-esque game that was just kind of like cartoon networky looking (laughs) I don't know where I picked that up. I think I, like, saw it at PAX East last year for, like, mm-hmm. three minutes, like, just watching someone play it. And I was just like, oh, sweet. I wonder where they're going. And then I just, like, went on and, like, did my shit. But, um, yeah, this was uh, developed by One Bit Beyond and published by Devolver. And it's just mindless fun. And I haven't done this in a while because again i just like sticking to stories i play games for stories mainly not to kind of like challenge myself because if i challenge myself i become very frustrated but this has been really fun i think it's more of like art that's keeping me in i find new new places to to explore new characters to meet, new bosses to see and i think that's what's keeping me in and 
I think if it weren't for such the cute art, I probably would kind of just give it like a couple play like playthroughs and be like, okay, I'm set. But I'm still finding myself going back to this game and wanting to find like more stuff to do. And nice. yeah, yeah. I think it's it's literally just like me loving cute games and like that's a surprise to nobody. But if you <laughs> <laughs> if you if you like roguelike games and like just want just mindless fun, I definitely recommend it. And it's just so adorable. And if you're pretty good at them, I'm sure that you'll pass this flying colors. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I have to say for sort of ditto for now. Um mostly Devolver's like one of my favorite like publishing studios. They kind of put out some weird mindfuck games like every fucking year i don't know what they're doing yeah, but what they're doing Devolver. is like Devolver is a, a problematic fave for sure yeah yeah definitely like some of the stuff is like uh well, it's weird they've had like a super weird past of publishing some like really fucked up games like what is that one it's called like mother russia bleeds or something like that what is that it game called? is i think it's mother russia something it's Hold it's up. let me look this up fucked it's a fucked up game and they like have been called out on it and like that was back in worst days for devolver i think um they seem to have greatly uh improved their fare recently Ooh, i've never heard of the game this uh is not good <laughs> it's very bad it's very uh, transphobic and awful yeah oh my god <gasps> wow what the heck is this all right i'm in that window yeah devolver's definitely had a history of like putting out some weird as fuck games but there are some really good gems in them but yeah i don't know what path they're taking I, it's really confusing because i know some publishers and developers kind of stick to to one or like two paths of what kind of games they make but they kind of like remind me of like kind of like far cry where they kind of can't make a choice of like what they want to do but it seems like devolver just likes taking like a jokey route but yeah yeah i recommend sort of ditto i know a lot of people don't like it but i really much enjoyed it and i'm very picky with games um my brother plays it and he really really likes it he just finds it like mindless fun and this is like a cool 17 year old boy that like thinks he's too good <laughs> Oh my god, it's it's been so hard to get him to play indie games, but like if he was able to like like this one, that has to say something. Um but yeah, what I have to say about sort of ditto. Caitlin, what's your next game? So my next game is called A Case of Distrust, and it came out last year. Um and I I found it because I remember listening to I don't really listen to Giant Bomb, but I was like back when I was trying to a little bit, I was listening to the Beast Cast and Abby had mentioned it briefly. So it had been on my radar for a while, and then like a month or two ago, it was like hella on sale on Switch, and I had like a bunch of the Switch money, like the mm, coins or whatever. Yummy yummy. I like literally didn't pay for it myself. Um <laughs> I use my Switch money. Um, <laughs> and so then I did that because I've bought way too many other games on my Switch. And then, yeah, so I've just been kind of working my way through it. Um, and it's about, so it's a, uh, it's developed by The Wandering Ben and it was published by Serenity Forge. And it's about a 
woman in 1924 San Francisco named uh, Phyllis, but she goes by uh, Malone or PC. And um, she was a police officer, a police detective, but she had some bullshit happen with gender stuff. And so then she um, is now a private eye, the private investigator. And um, the whole thing basically starts out. It's oh, it's also like um, it's an interactive fiction piece. It's like a like a visual novel. It reminds me a lot kind of of like subsurface circular in like how it plays less and how it looks. But because it's all like silhouettes and stuff, basically, as opposed to like the real like pretty chrome stuff that's in subsurface circular. But the play style is kind of similar. Um, But she basically gets hired by this dude who she knows is kind of like a bootlegging piece of shit to um investigate a murder threat against him and then so she does that and so you have to try to figure out what's going on and then you know shit kind of escalates it's very much like a noir detective story um which i like a lot i like mysteries um i'm super into mystery stuff (laughs) so i was i was very into it and it's very fun i think um it's a little bit tricky sometimes because it has kind of more of like an adventure like an older adventure game sensibility not in that you have to use like weird items that don't make sense but more in like it really really wants you to think through like the logic of what you're doing um and sometimes like it like the path that it think is thinks is logical is maybe not necessarily like what you would think um so that can be kind of tricky but i think it's worth it and like when you do like finally put stuff together it's pretty like you could kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and just, like, opening your notebook and kind of looking at clues and, like, what you've gotten from conversations is, um, usually you can kind of find something and be like, oh, okay, I should do this. Um, and yeah, the story is, like, interesting. It's not, like, it's not, like, revelatory or anything, but, like, it's a good, solid, like, mystery story and it's interesting. Um, and it has some good things to say about, like, gender and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, I think it's... And it's got snazzy music. And Ooh. a cat. Is it, like, jazzy? What's going on? Yeah, it's, like, jazzy, like, 1920s. Like, Ooh. Great Gatsby shit. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm looking at... I'm, like, a sucker for, like, game art, so I'm just, like, looking at, like, screenshots of it. And it looks really neat. Yeah. I really like I dig the, the art a lot. Yeah, it's, like, lineless and really cool. I'm really digging that, yeah. Oh, nice. I've never heard of that game before, but now it's in my radar. And now I'm yeah, interested. Yeah, it's very good. And I think it's it can't be more than like 20 bucks. I definitely got it for like 5, but and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes on sale kind of regularly, but yeah, it's good. Oh, nice. Well, mystery game, so good, so good. I love mystery games, and there aren't enough good mystery games. There aren't. A lot of them are problematic. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are fucking terrible, so <laughs> Oh my okay, god. You dang and rompa, you little bitch. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love dang and rompa so so much. That was like one of my <laughs> my first cosplays ever. I did Asahina Oi. Um uh-huh. the donut. I've girl. seen that one. It's good. I love that. I love your cosplay, but also I love those games, but they're so fucking bad. They're really bad. They're really bad. Oh my god. They're just there's something else. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about dang your mouth, of course, but yeah, cool, cool. Um, I have my last game here, and 
it's going to be Crossing Souls. And this game is really special to me only because, uh, what is it? It came out last year in February. And the year before that, in 2017, like, I was just kind of straight up playing a lot of, like, big games. Like, I was playing a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forgot the name. Uh, I was playing a lot of, like, League of Legends, which I don't really touch as much anymore uh, for obvious reasons. And just, like, I wasn't playing games like I used to, so I was really, like, hungry for, like, anything that wasn't me having to like kind of talk to other people (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but there wasn't just like anything interesting that kind of popped up at the time like now it sounds like super dumb because i'm seeing games like all over the place but you know like you said beginning of the podcast that there's like a problem with curating and showing these indie games um but this one came to mind i think i wish i remembered who tweeted about this but Crossing Souls is kind of like a 18-bit game, and it deals with... Let me read the description. It's 1986 in California. A group of friends discover a mysterious pink stone that allows them to travel between two realms. The gang will live in the summer of their lives in an adventure that will get them involved in government conspiracy. Control five kids with special skills while fighting and solving puzzles. Um, and they kind of just deal with, like, the main kid, um, you and his brother are just kind of going around town and seeing what the stone is about. And the stone is, like, really dangerous and it's part of, like, some weird government research and it's, like, fucking the whole town up. Like, nothing's, like, right anymore. And it's, it's really fun. Uh, what really got me, though, about this game is the cutscenes which look like Saturday morning cartoons. And Mm -hmm. that's something like I haven't seen before. And that was really, really neat. It caught me by surprise. Uh, Every time it like popped up, I wish, I wish the cutscenes were a lot longer than what they were, but it was, it was enough for me to like keep going back in and like wanting to see the next cutscene. Um, This game definitely gives off like a stranger things vibe, even though it was like, starting to be developed before stranger things was even a thing but if you're if you want that fix in between uh now and july when the next season comes out definitely play this game it's really fun the characters are really great they have like just like normal like 80s trope personalities like you have like the the normie pep you have the geek you have the annoying little brother you have like the strong like big kid and then you have like the badass girl and it's it's really neat it's something that i had to kind of push you to try and finish this game isn't as easy as i thought it would be and it kind of brought me back into the indie games after years of like playing just fucking league of legends day after day and i'm very happy that i brought back to this hell yeah get away from those fucking gross lols oh my god so <laughs> bad like i'm thinking of like conversation game and not in crossing souls because crossing souls is like a one-player game but like league of legends they were they're really bad i'm really happy the game kind of saved me yeah hell yeah go mm-hmm. crossing souls yeah but what is your game what's your last game okay so my last game 
before I tell you what it is, I'm going to preface it with two things. One is that it's a fucking weird, like, you have to have a certain taste in, like, kind of weird, goofy bullshit, I feel like, to like it. Um, And two, I don't really like it. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I think it's worth talking about because I think other people will like it in ways that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my my game is um, City of Brass, which came out last year, and it's from uh, it's both developed and published by Uppercut Games. And so I was just like fucking around on the Switch store looking for something to play because I was like I've been putting off playing Gree for like ever for like two months now, and I I I just wanted like a weird different fuck around game. So I saw this and like the pitch for it was interesting. And then two, it was like they really were pushing hard that it's by like former Bioshock devs. And I was like, huh. Okay. Let's see. Also, the pitch of what it says is not. Let me read you this. So it says a first person action adventure inspired by Arabian Nights from senior Bioshock developers. And I was like, huh. All right. This is probably problematic, but like, let me check it out. <laughs> um, and so what the what this description does not tell you is that it is a first person action adventure, but not in the way that you would normally think, and not in the way that the tutorial leads you to believe. Um, because the whole story is basically like there's a city that got corrupted by greed, essentially, and this magic like put made it so no one in the city could die. So basically, they're all just a bunch of, like, weird walking skeletons, um, and your goal is to get to the center of the city and, like, break the curse. So in the in the tutorial, you do that, and you, like, walk through a maze, and it's, like, very cheesy and goofy. You should, like, everybody should, like, all link gameplay, but, like, the gameplay footage, especially, like, it might look better on other consoles, but on Switch, it's very, like, it doesn't look great, and that makes it really funny, but there's, like, a whip that I don't know why it's really funny to me, but it's super funny to me to watch the whip. <laughs> Explain the whip more. I need to, I need to know. It just so it's first person. It looks like some Skyrim shit, but like on your Switch. <laughs> Which Skyrim is on Switch, so I guess that makes sense. But it just it looks kind of cartoony and shitty. Um <laughs> and it, like it doesn't look good. Um it might look better on other consoles. It doesn't look great on the Switch. But like so when you do the whip, it's literally just, like, this very matter-of-fact, like, little motion, but the whip goes so far, and, like, it just, it should not be able to go as far as it does, and then, like, two, it can, like, grab stuff and, like, bring it back for you, and, like, also when you hit enemies with it, it just, like, like, you just hit them, like, right in the middle of the forehead, and they just, like, stare at you blankly as you murder them. <laughs> um, it's really funny. I'll like I'll I'll have to do, like take a video of it and like post it on Twitter because it's really fucking funny. Please. Um, at least to me, it's really really funny. Um, but when you actually get into the game itself, you get to pick between I think it's three different characters, and then it's basically like a timed thing where you have to run through every level in like a certain amount of time. And they throw a lot more enemies at you than they did in the tutorial. And the tutorial is not at all timed. So it's very stressful just right off the bat. And, like, I'm too much of an anxiety baby for, like, that to be okay. (laughs) 
especially too because like it doesn't look that great and maybe it would look better if I put it on my TV but I refuse to because I am my switch is my handheld but yeah I so I don't I did not find myself enjoying this game but I think if you're someone who likes like speed running or like doing time challenges or like any of that kind of stuff I think it would be and like and if you could get past like how like kind of how it looks and how it's a little bit kind of goofy um and probably like deeply culturally problematic I haven't gotten to any stuff that like really is that but I've seen some footage of like some genie shit and I'm like "Mm, this is probably not great (laughs) um (laughs) but like I think that like this probably has like a if it doesn't already have a probably like big speedrunning community i feel like it could so yeah if you're into that kind of stuff i think it would definitely be really like fun and weird and like worth your time plus i think it can't be more than like 15 dollars. i don't think so yeah i'm i'm looking at like a trailer for it right now and mm-hmm. like oh it's, this- it's 20 dollars might be this would this looks like a dim like a game like i would definitely play <laughs> <laughs> only because it just looks so fucking like wacky i love it it's so funky looking and i wanted like this push of like it being from like a bioshock like person is like wild um yeah yeah, yeah they i can really I market can... it as the senior bioware devs which i feel like they kind of have to considering that like the game itself is kind of like sus i don't know yeah it's funky it's really funky. <laughs> I kind of just want to play it to see what the fuck is up, but <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, these character models are so funky. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, they're... It's... It's a lot. It's weird, but I like weird, goofy bullshit, so that's, like, the part of the game that I liked was doing the whip and, like, laughing at it <laughs> and, like, looking at all the, like, really shitty-looking skeletons and being, like, fucking away <laughs> especially because like in the tutorial some of them talk to you and they like tell you the story as you walk through this like very creepy abandoned maze and like it's really funny to just watch these like shitty little skeletons like talk to you very seriously <laughs> <laughs> so i was definitely on my bullshit for that but yeah like i'm probably not gonna like keep playing it um but so there went 20 bucks but um definitely wanted to put that name out there to make sure people know this exists because yeah, like, this game is funky oh my god yeah like it's probably gonna end up if it if people like it it probably will end up being a problematic fave i'm sure but like i don't know it's fun and weird and i feel like there's probably an audience for it somewhere <laughs> oh man i'm like my brother would definitely like this because he's into like funky games if they're first person, he'll be a sucker for it. Oh my god. Yeah. The first person is, um, not ideal, is what mm. I would say. I wish I could see more. I wish it was definitely, like, kind of, like, more of a view, because I want to see everything all together and how much of a mess that would be. Oh my god. Maybe I'll make a horrible Let's Play of it. Oh my god, you should. <laughs> I'll talk to Andrew. I'll see. <laughs> I'll see what we can do. <laughs> oh my gosh I know a game that might have been overlooked a little while ago that I know definitely sit well with some people uh, but I know some people that really really liked it and some people were like what the fuck and I just, I just want to make sure the name's out there it's definitely Howtiful Boyfriend um <laughs> yeah 
That's the pigeon dating. Segment. Yeah, you get to date birds, and it is <laughs> just the way you said. You get to date birds. Who doesn't want that? It's great. Um, this game I think came I like came out when I was either in my first year of college or my last year of high school. I don't remember, but I remember I was in school while playing this, and. Oh my god, I, I have to talk about the story first. It's not gonna make any sense. <laughs> um, so you are the only human at this all pigeon school. Apparently, in this world that you live in, um, there was a war between pigeons and <laughs> and 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 humans. I don't remember. Because it's been a it's it's been a bit since I've played this game. I don't remember whether the birds are are either fucking human sized or they're normal pigeon sized. Like I don't remember the difference between the two. <laughs> but I hope they're fucking human sized because it's hilarious. But <laughs> I think they're human sized because I remember in the game you have to ride a scooter with a bird, and there's no way that a human can go on a fucking bird sized scooter. Um, <laughs> maybe the bird just sits in your lap. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you were the only human at this old pigeon school, just to like see how like it works and how like basically kind of studying to see like if things can go well. But there's like a treaty between humans and like no more war, and you have a best friend pigeon that you go to with. And he's having issues at home. You know, his mom's health is not the best. So you kind of try to be there for him. It's also, yeah, it's, it is it is a dating sim. So you have to pick a pigeon to date. You can date your best friend. Oh, what is it? There's a teacher, which um, the ending of I love that they were like, you know what? You know what? Pigeons aren't problematic enough. <laughs> it gets worse. Like, the game's so fucking weird. Uh, like, they have, like, the fucking nurse who's, like, a sociopath. He's fucking wild. Um, there's uh, a ghost Wait, bird. You didn't tell you didn't tell me that you were talking about a Persona game. <laughs> Get the hell out. Go. <laughs> you know I'm fucking right. Oh, my God. Oh, we're going to get all the Persona people mad. <sighs> they should already be mad at me. <laughs> but you I are. ain't scared. <laughs> um yeah, there's the nurse sociopath, there's a fucking ghost bird, um there's like a, a secret agent bird and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funnier than ghost bird than it is. <laughs> and there's like the the rich like asshole bird um i think there's like also like if you play a game a certain pattern you get like another character um which i won't spoil because it's the character is pretty funky i think it's one of my favorite characters oh wait i forgot the most important bird uh okosan okosan is a normal bird so this bird doesn't talk to you God. Oh. So Okasan is the normal bird, uh, which means this bird just fucking coos at you. 
any time that it tries to like talk to you, it just coos. It doesn't say any English. This bird doesn't speak any English. It acts like a normal bird. Um, I played all the roots of all these birds, and his ending was the funniest. So I recommend doing his first if you're looking for something jokey. Um, I mean, this whole fucking game's a joke, but if, <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for some real laughs that don't make fucking sense, go go Okusan. Yeah, that game is something else. Um, there is no in between that I've seen of people really loving it and really fucking hating it because it's a stupid game. Um, it has a hidden ending, which I've done, which is weirdly like emotional. But of course, I couldn't take it seriously because I'm playing as a <laughs> I'm playing as a fucking pigeon. So uh, in the in the special ending, you play as a pigeon, and it's just you can't I can't take it serious, but. Yeah, I think that game I needed to put into light. I needed to remind people that it still fucking exists. And if they haven't played it, they <laughs> need to. The art's really great. The background art is amazing. The dialogue is funny and still, it didn't like age badly at all, even though it's been like a few years and like internet time. One month is like three years here. So <laughs> I, I hope people play it more. I. I really liked it. I might go back into it and see and go down memory lane. I think I actually own a code for it still that I've not used. Oh my god. Caitlin, please play it. Please play it, stream it, and I... I need to remember, like, where that code is. It might be on Steam or it might be on my PS4. I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> yeah, let me know once you get a hold of that, because I need to... I need like play by plays of like what the fuck's happening when you when you date these birds. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Had of a boyfriend also published by Devolver. Yeah, Crossing Souls is also published by Devolver. These fucking crazy fucking games all from Devolver. Uh but yeah, yeah. Overlook game, Had of a Boyfriend, one hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree with yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah i miss people talking about it i i miss i miss the the big like hype about it i know me and my friends were because it was just like a big it was like one of the one of the games that we saw that was just fucking weird other than like far cry 3 that was out and uh, it was just so reluctant i need people now to play especially now that like i have more gamer friends that are cool so i need you guys to play it right away <laughs> you heard the lady get on it <laughs> and that wraps up this month's playlist here on indie mixtape and before we head out we want to let you know that there are some codes to give out for the window box the game that me and caitlin are playing all you have to do is rate and review us on itunes send us a screenshot of it to contact at your or you can dm it to us on twitter and we'll pick a couple winners uh, you do only have until April 10th to submit us a review, and yeah, hopefully you'll win. Uh, Caitlin, where can we find you? Uh, so you can find me at CG and 8Rs on Twitter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and you can follow me over at 3DSBoy on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. The three is spelled out. And Indie Mixtape is a product by your Geeky Gal Pal, where you can find on all social media 
under your Geeky Gal Pal or your geekygalpal.com. If you'd like to chat with us and friends, make sure to join our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. And don't forget to rate. Oop, I don't want to read that because uh, we already said that. And yeah. I'm going to say it again. Rate, review, <laughs> subscribe. Those numbers super, super help. They do. They do. Also, buy a shirt. <laughs> Please do. I think if I ever see anyone wear that shirt in real life, I think I will literally, I will cry at everything else. But that one will be slightly harder. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.